And I remember goofing something up. It was embarrassing. I was down in the dumps and all these sorts of things. One of my group leaders kind of guy comes along and says, oh, that's nothing. That's only small time. This one <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars. And he was laughing about it. And he said, you know, you look back, it's okay. Just learn from it. The main thing is just look at all the 10,000 things you did that day where you didn't goof it up and just own that. Okay, welcome everyone to Article 23. This is your podcast all about work. I'm James Hancock here dialing in from the US here in beautiful Philadelphia. 76ers could be doing a little bit better after 2-2 with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, there's still hope for us. Um, uh, I still will wear my jersey, my cap everywhere I go. Um, but today we've got a really important topic we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, men's health and mental health in particular. Um, and to do that, I'm really excited to be joined by uh, a familiar face as a man of moi in Michael Brightonhall. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good to be here. Awesome. Good to have you. And we've got another man of moi, a newer man of moi. Uh, we have Mr. Lincoln Hall. Lincoln, welcome to you. It's great to be here. Awesome. So Lincoln, we also, this is first time for you to be on a podcast with us uh, and a very new day two member of the team. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, uh, what you've done and, and where you're based and go from there. I'm based in Canberra and my past is a mix of film events, marketing and uh, communication uh, presentation stuff. So it's, it's a little bit of everything. And I, I'm thrilled to be bringing uh, hopefully a, a good dose of creativity to the team. Awesome. We're really excited to have you here. And I feel like the pressure is massively on my shoulders as none of those things running a podcast with both of you. So that's exciting. No uh, pressure. We'll make sure my mental health will be okay. Please look after me. Yes. Um, so why don't we just start? We're going to cover sort of a few topics here. It's going to be pretty informal. What does being healthy mean to each of you? Maybe we'll start with Michael for that one. What does being healthy mean? I think it's about uh, feeling your best self at the end of the day. And sometimes uh, that's a combination of physical, mental, uh, it can certainly be social, absolutely. Uh, and also in the family environment. And, uh, you know, your best self is tied up with a whole lot of little um, subsets to those about, you know, your financial health and all those sorts of things but you know, grandma always said money wouldn't buy you happiness but it does make loneliness a lot easier to live with um but so so uh, healthy means for me it means um having all those things in line that are leading towards your best self i love that lincoln what do you think on that one well it's interesting in the context of men's health week looking into the stats that are on their website in terms of all the fundamentals like sleep and diet and physical activity. And I think for me recently, getting those foundations right has been key. I think sometimes I have big visions of the future and big dreams for things, but actually I, I need a certain amount of sleep. I need to make sure I eat sweet potatoes and broccoli and, <laughs> and actually just kind of look after some of the basics and, and, it's interesting how that affects, like uh, Michael said, but the physical and the mental side of things. Yeah, I love both of those points. I'm not sure I have much to add, but well, I think- What that, about yourself, uh, James? Surely there's something you could chip in? A little bit. I mean, I think we know how important mental and physical health and well-being is. And I think over the last 12 months, we, mm. uh, you know, even if we thought we were extremely healthy in every way, 
Um, maybe that got challenged a little bit when we were confronted with a really different situation and, and we shared that, although it was uneven based on who we were um, and where we were in the world, I think a little bit as well. Mm. Um, but I think being healthy is, is really balanced uh, and, and actually putting some focus on it and not just casting it aside and not just not talking about it. The example you gave Lincoln, eating the sweet potato or whatever, mine is water, 100%. That's mm. That is drinking water. Uh, <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe, that's, maybe that's a really good point. Like, what is the one thing you know mm. um, that is leads to the the healthy you? And I know what my my Achilles heel is for that one thing, uh, and it's sleep. Mm. And, uh, you know, I can exercise, I can eat well, I can do all sorts of great things and socialize. You know, interact with friends, all those really uh, good things. But if that one pivotal thing for me is sleep, and if it's not ticked off the box then you might as well just, you know, the, the rest are really pushing uphill to try and compensate for it and they, and they just can't. Yeah, that makes really good sense. And I think you touched on uh, there a little bit, Michael, aside from the sleep in the waking hours, I know you are great at connecting with people. And one of the things we were thinking about covering was the role we play in mental health and well-being for ourselves, but also what we do for others and how we connect to others. Um, maybe yep. I'll, I'll flip it around a little and say, Lincoln, what, how would you describe, I guess, your role with others? What's important to you in, with that? I was thinking about this yesterday because at day one, the interesting thing at Moi is there are three words to capture who, who people are, three kind of fun words beyond a job title. And it's like, oh, what, do, what are the three words that describe me? And one of them that I landed on was enthusiast because I'm incredibly passionate about people and, and and all kinds of different things. And that can be a really positive effect on other people being kind of uplifting and, and energetic. But I've also recognized that sometimes people don't need that. And so <laughs> <laughs> they don't need me to rev them up. They don't need me to need me to fix anything. They just need me to be there with them and kind of to just temper my enthusiasm, not in a way that makes me feel like I'm restricting myself, but in a way that for other people can, yeah, just balance that out, just balance out the enthusiasm with just a listening ear, someone who's just there to sit with them and I don't know, look at a sunset or, or whatever. I love that. And I love the enthusiasm, but I appreciate the, the balance and everything. That's going to be really good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, what about you, Michael? And, and you're right. We need to get your other descriptive words too. Uh, you, met, you mentioned enthusiast. We'll come back to the other two before we end. Michael, what, what's one that you'd bring up? Maybe it's your descriptive word, one of them, or something else about how you connect with others and what that means for you certainly the word at the moment going around the traps uh, and we started um, this using this word a lot at more um, about four or five years ago and it was belonging um, and that belonging part it's it's really cool because it's just it's such a, an encompassing word you know whether it is you know whether it's about your connection to other people whether it's about your comfort being in the presence of, of the other people or whether it's about you know, the, the completeness of how you feel, how you're prepared to give and receive um, is at its fullest when you, when you feel you belong. So, you know, for me, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be belonging. I love that one. And, I, and I've got my three words, but I think the one that works best here is listener. Although I, I know that I have to keep this podcast on time too. So I will be listening and moving. Um, but, I, but I think listening is about understanding others, about an empathy for others, and then sort of helping guide people to, 
what they need to do next and, and the momentum behind that. I think that's really important in health and well-being in general. What about, and Michael, you got us there uh, and Lincoln too, a little bit on sort of one thing that we try and do, there was sweet potatoes and broccoli, uh, you know, there are a whole range of things like sleep, water, all good basic building blocks here. Uh, anything else you'd share on, uh, you know, what you personally do to stay healthy? I'm going to throw in a shameless plug for my blog, Happiness and Its Causes, which uh, is on the Moir website, <laughs> moir.live. Just go there and have a look and, and search in the bar for happiness and its causes or just happiness will get you there. Um, yeah. So I went to a um, conference, um, apparently it's the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere about happiness and its causes. And I would have thought it was a bit of a fluff piece, to be, to be honest with you, straight off the bat, but it was sensational. Uh, so, uh, so there's the plug. Um, I'm not going to give uh, away the, uh, all the chocolates today, but I'm just going to say, go on the website, read, read the blog. Uh, there's about 15 points there. They are just little mind ticks to remind you of the stuff that will get you there. And the healthy and the happier, they were hand-in-hand pair. Mm. Lincoln, sweet potato and broccoli, what else? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it, actually. That's the whole formula. It's just... <laughs> I was right. That's delicious. <laughs> no, it's it's those foundational things, but it's also conversation. I feel so much better when I get out of my head and talk to somebody, whatever it's about. So there's some little thing that you need to solve, or if there's a joke that you want to share, you know, or an experience, something something that that means that you're not kind of alone in it I, I find that's really important to me and it has been an interesting 18 months of going oh how do we reach out how do we avoid feeling isolated it's like you know the the word social or the phrase social distancing really bothers me you know because it's <laughs> it's physical yes it may be necessary but socially no we we must stay connected to stay healthy I love that one so much. I hadn't thought about it in as much detail as that, but I love uh, how we need to connect. And I think even this, this will sound a little bit sappy, but even just connecting with both of uh, my fellow men at Moi here has been awesome <laughs> already. And we got a little bit to go. So that's, that's good. Um, oh, good. We, we should work out a secret handshake or something. Sort of <laughs> yeah, we're, the, the listeners won't be able to see what we're doing in terms of signals, but uh, we've definitely got a, a way to communicate. What about, you know, we in our work on belonging, uh, and obviously a lot in psych research and stuff, we're thinking more and more about the idea of psychological safety, you know, a safe space to be able to talk about things. Obviously, we have each person has a role in, in playing and creating that. One thing that we uh, often hear in like corporate language is, oh, you know, fail fast, learn from your mistakes, things like that. How do, how do each of you deal with a mistake that you make or maybe in a mistake someone else makes when you see it? How do you kind of deal with that? I learned my best lessons from a boss years and years ago. She set a brilliant tone for that. And I went into the job thinking it would be like many other experiences where I'd need to work it out on my, by myself. And if you, you make a mistake, quickly cover it up with as much dirt as you can bury it. So the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the space that she provided was one of like, if you make a mistake, you don't have to solve it by yourself. The responsibility doesn't really lie with one person in a true community. You're in it together and you can help yeah. each other in different ways. So I think that was big for me and I made a ton of mistakes 
forgetting to cross my T's and dot my I's and, and, and also mistakes made in trying to fix mistakes as well. Like the, the doubling, the doubling up of things instead of if I had it just gone to someone who knew I wouldn't have then made a secondary or tertiary mistake. Yeah. yeah. It, it can turn into a bit of a wormhole. It's funny. It's funny how you can have, you know, um, in this world, you sort of, uh, once you sort of get out of high school, there's, there's not a lot of spoon feeding on, on what works, what doesn't work, unless you can find that mentor um, uh, who you know, they don't have to be the full, you know, grasshopper, this is how you snatch the pebble from the hand kind of situation. But, but it's more of a case of just those little timely bits of um, advice that work out well. Mine too was also along those lines. And um, the one I remember most is the time I was in real estate and I remember goofing something up, which was, you know, it was embarrassing. It was inconsequential um, in the grand scheme of things, but I was feeling really bad about it and I was down in the dumps and all these sorts of things. And then this, this my sort of one of my group leaders kind of guy comes along and says, Oh, you know, that's nothing. That's only small time. This one <laughs> costs tens of thousands of dollars. And he was laughing about it. And he said, you know, you look back, it's okay. Just learn from it. The main thing is just get over it. And and mm. if you need to, uh, and you make a mistake, then just look at all the 10,000 things you did that day, quite literally, where you didn't goof it up and just own that. And off mm. you go, you know? So chin up, off you go. I, I love both of those examples. I think they're awesome. I was thinking about this one a lot about dealing with mistakes, but what if the bigger risk was not being safe enough to try something to make a mistake in the first place? Mm. So that's slightly cryptic, but I think sometimes we're worried about making mistakes. So we don't really fully commit to something uh, and know how far we could push it in the positive. So I'm like, actually, I think making a mistake, which it sounds like those examples are small, but imagine what was possible if we really leaped over there and tried something out and knew that we had a landing, uh, even if it was a bit rough, but we got back up. I think that's pretty big too. And, uh, and we can you know, it, one, of the, one of the coolest things you have when, um, uh, when you become a parent is you actually, you become the authority on all things. And one of the things I had to introduce into my children was being risky. Mm. Uh, because my two girls were, as I saw it, skipping down the path of being risk adverse, adverse to the extreme. And they went to a school that was very locked down and all those sorts of things in terms of, you know, they're all very serious and with all those sorts of things. And I and I just noticed this this thing where you, you just got to let go. It's okay. Mm. You, know? Um, you know, what's the worst, firstly, work at work at what the worst possible thing can happen is. Um, and as long as life and lemon still maintained, it'll be okay. Yeah. Love it. So what about final thoughts? We, we need two descriptive words from you, Lincoln. We'll get them. We're nearly there. Um, <laughs> what, what about what does all of this mean at work? Um, what are the things that we need to bring together to think about if our customers, listeners are out there, uh, which they will be for the podcast, what should they be thinking about uh, in bringing this to life at work? I can say this as a, a new member of the MWAT community, which is, there is always room for conversation and having that open door space where there's a, there's a flow, there's a flow between people. And it's not about always having the conversation, but it's about knowing that it's possible if you need it, you know, you don't have to be living in each other's pockets. You don't have to be talking all the time, but to know that it's possible, I think is hugely uh, beneficial in a workplace. And it's certainly something that I already feel more. Yeah, excellent. 
So, so look, I'd like to put it into two phrases. And one's a netball phrase, which is here if you need. You know, again, like uh, Lincoln so uh, aptly pointed out, you don't need to be in, in each other's pocket like a frat party kind of situation. Um, but you just need to be genuinely aware that you're there if they need them, which, which dovetails nicely into the other one that I use a lot, which is, you know, I've got your back. So whatever, whatever is the case, um, it's cool. Um, you know, I'm on your side. Uh, there's nothing you can do that's not going to be un, unfixable and we can do it together. So just mm. let me know when you need it and I've got your back. Hmm. I love both of those. I can't add anything better. And I'm really excited, Lincoln, that you feel that. And now we're going to keep living up to that uh, safety and uh, seeing you reach your full potential here at Moi. Give us the last two descriptive words you had. We had enthusiast right at the front. What were the other two that you thought about as you joined the mix? The other two I've landed on uh, actualizer. I like to get things done. I like to turn an idea into reality. And the third one is uh, really connected to what we're talking about. It's hyphenated, so I cheated. It's not one word. It's community <laughs> builder. I, I, I really like to bring people together and to create a space where people can listen and share and, and yeah, a safe space. I think especially in the context of this week, it's about knowing that it's a human thing. It's a human thing to, to hold back and want to want to present your best self to the world at all times. It's, there, there can be a particular trend in men to want to really maintain that image of strength and that image of stability and, and not risk showing too much emotion. And there is a time now for, for all of us to lean into that space and go, you know what, if someone's, shows a little bit of that or lets their guard down. In fact, that's more strength. It's more trust. It's, it's more solid. I love those three, enthusiast, actualizer, and we call them descriptors, not words, community builder. Awesome. <laughs> the hyphen. Uh, if anyone is listening in, needs any other information, I think there's some great resources online. If I'm getting it right here, uh, I think it's menshealthweek.org.au for Australia. Um, but I have no doubts in looking that there's some other equivalents wherever you are around the world. But if not, great resources to start there. Anything else to finish up, uh, gentlemen, or should we say a big moi from us? Sounds like a big moi from us. <laughs> from us. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.